Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Uh, no blonde bombshell tonight, but we got the next best thing. We've got the Scottish blonde bombshell, Mr. Stephen Scott. Hi, Ron. How you doing? What color is your hair? Uh, it's supposed to be blonde with bits of grey through it and still some ginger left. Ah. Oh, you originally ginger? No. No, it's always been a mix of blonde and ginger, slight ah. ginger through it. That's okay. I'm trying to picture you. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> it's, it's a thought I can't can't erase. Yeah, uh, don't picture me, especially if you've just eaten. <laughs> so, uh, how are things up there in uh, Scotland? Yeah, they're good. They're good. It's uh, it's very sunny. It's very mild and warm and muggy. But uh, other than that, yeah. Grand, no AC in Scotland, right? Uh, you, not in every house, no. Some people can have them. Um, yeah. you, you can get one fitted. We've got a small, tiny unit that we use at night if the heat gets too bad. Ah, does it get really bad up there? It, it does in our house. We've got a tiny, small bedroom that's kind of south facing, so it picks up a lot of heat all day. Oh, long. yeah, yeah, yeah. Solar heating, anyways. All right, so uh, thank you for joining. Uh, for those who don't know, Stephen Scott has uh, been a guest of the show and a, a visitor to here in the States and a, and a mate of mine, I guess I can say, I think, at least on yes. my end. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's done a lot of things with me, and he's, he's really a, a decent guy. Um, but anyways, he is also a, uh, a medium, uh, a member of the spiritualist. Well, are you... Yes, a member of spiritualist training anyways. Yeah, Still definitely. Yeah. yeah, okay. And one of the things I did want to talk about it was, of course, mediumship and uh, uh, spiritualism. But um, just on the earlier show, uh, Stephen, we, we, uh, we talked a little bit about Psy, which is, you know, being able to predict things and everything. I know that's a little bit mm. different than mediumship, but... And in in several cases, there have been, uh, you know, there was a woman who drowned, basically, but was able to save her. And while she was convalescent, she ended up uh, being able to uh, have the ability to uh, predict things. And and then when she healed totally, she lost that ability. So we we were wondering and we're discussing if if that's possible for mediumship, too, for instance, that. If, uh, you know, could you get a period of where you are become mediumistic or is that totally something that has to be studied and, and learned? Uh, well, the principles, and I don't mean the principles of spiritualism, the, the principles and the techniques used for working with spirit and being a medium mm-hmm. are something that generally you would train up. However, with the correct conditions, just like anything else in life, 
uh, it's it would be possible to shortcut that, particularly if you were someone who suffered a trauma or a loss or you went through a traumatic experience like that lady who almost died as a result of drowning, where mm-hmm. the human element that stops you from communicating gets sidelined, if that makes sense, and mm-hmm. then the natural spirit within you takes over, possibly to protect your mind and help you heal. And mm-hmm. at those types of moments, I don't see any reason why someone could not find themselves in possession of untrained mediumistic capability that they don't quite understand themselves because that's the big thing is that from a human perspective, although their spirit would understand what's going on, the human mind would find it difficult to comprehend. Mm -hmm. And therefore it would perhaps start to doubt that. And then as the healing process takes place and the human mind starts to kick in with its trying to get everything back to normal, then it would just as easily start overriding those processes. And when I say override, I'm talking about overriding the over, overriding the permission mm-hmm. from the human being to accept the messages that are coming in. So basically the brain reprograms itself once the healing process has taken place. And that yeah. if anyone possessed a level of scepticism or was over overtly religious and believed this type of thing was bad, then that's where those human processes kick in again. And then it starts to, everything would start to shut down to protect the human and the spirit element. So being mediumistic means you have the ability to communicate with those who have passed. Is, is that correct? The correct definition of it? Yes, pretty much. Yeah. So we, we also have instances and, and we were talking about and I had this myself is that we have the ability to see something that uh we we shouldn't know about for instance just to give an example uh steve had one example but i i had my own personal one is that i was doing an investigation in a uh, victorian mansion uh, that had been totally remodeled years years ago and i was in the bathroom and for no particular reason at all i i says was there a staircase here i mean it just feels like there was a steel. I mean, this is just a bathroom. It looked like a bathroom. It didn't have anything different about it or anything. And of course, the owner says, well, yes, originally when it was a mansion, it was the servant stairs came up through here. And so where would that information come? Is that mediumistic ability where, where we could get something about uh, objects, uh, buildings, uh, that, that type of thing? Is, is that mediumistic or, or what is that? It depends on the circumstances whereby you have come into that knowledge. If you had communicated with a spirit guide or yep. with your own spirit and some a third party had said to you, oh, by the way, Ron, there used to be a staircase here, mm-hmm. that is most likely to be a mediumistic connection. However, what you're talking about is clear cognizance. And clear cognizance is where it's one of our natural clear senses, our psychic senses. Mm-hmm. And that is where we suddenly become aware of something without knowing why we know it. So anyone can do that. We all have our psychic senses. And they can be extended. We're, we're familiar with some of them. We've heard of clairvoyance. We've heard of a uh, clear audience, you know, clear mm-hmm. seeing, clear hearing. Mm-hmm. There's also um, clear cognizance, clear sentience, 
uh, clear aliens, clear gustins, things like that, uh, which, which is basically the sense of knowing, the sense of understanding and gaining knowledge, the sense of smell, the sense of taste, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, but what you're describing to me there sounds more like clear cognizance, where your psychic senses are extended and you've gone into a room and you've just suddenly thought, wait a minute, I think there's a staircase here and that's your psychic senses picking that up. If you had felt a presence of a third party spirit who then said, you know, I was the I was the architect of this building and I want to communicate with you to tell you there used to be a staircase here. You know, just that 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 would be the difference. See, that's to me, it, it's a bit of a problem because, for instance, um, I believe, and you certainly can correct me if, if if you don't believe it, but I believe that sometimes everybody, everybody you'll say we all have the ability, right? But you have to develop it. Is that's is that correct? Uh, no, not necessarily. The, the mediumistic ability is basically an extension of your psychic senses that has been okay. tuned and honed to yes. communicate directly with spirit. So, the psychic senses that we have, we all have those to some degree. Yeah. And some people have them very strongly. Some people have them very, you know, less strong and, and can develop them to some degree. Some people mm-hmm. have them incredibly strong and don't realise they're using them. Uh, you know, just generally clever, intuitive people. Uh, you might even find that, you know, guys that rock the stock market are actually using some sort of extended psychic senses if they're not paying for backhanders to do it. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, that's just, just an example of, of where you get that intuitive knowledge. So, but what if we, we're just, we, we, we don't study, we haven't learned anything, So, but we have, uh, you know, we have people that have passed to the other side. We have... Mm-hmm. Some people believe we have guides. Uh, what if this information comes from them? But because we're we're not developed in mediumistic, we we you know we don't have the feeling. Oh, I know this is coming from them. But we are getting the information anyway. Is is that possible that we still can get the information even though we don't recognize the source of the information? Yeah, it's distinctly possible that could happen. Uh, you, we have to remember that we are spirit inside a human body. So it's, it's relatively straightforward for our spirit guide to communicate with us in spirit and then relay that information back to us. Again, that is a distinct possibility. It could happen. Um, what I think you would find, though, is that in order to achieve that, you would, ha- um, from my perspective and my experience, you would have to undergo a slight shift in your your own cognizance and awareness. So you would have to be tuned into what your spirit guide was saying in order for that to work. It's From personal experience, spirit guides can help guide us through life at Mm -hmm. times, but unless we are tuned into what they're providing us with, we tend to be completely ignorant of it. So unless there was a reason why a spirit guide of yours would want you to understand that staircase so that you would maybe go and do something else that you're supposed to be doing in this life <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of doing what we are actually doing. Uh, it's um, it, It'd be difficult, but it is a possibility. I'm not going to... I wouldn't refute that and say, no, you know, spirit guides will never guide you and talk to you and do stuff, but... Uh, but, but what if it was just a spirit? Let's not say a spirit guide, but just a spirit. Say there's a, a spirit 
of the house, uh, you know, someone who loved the house and and visits it and and maybe they had something. Uh, and so, you know, people like, for instance, I was in there doing an investigation because there was paranormal activity in there, mm-hmm. supposedly from the, the owner. So is it possible that that spirit that happened to be there uh, communicated the information uh, not cognizant uh, subconsciously to me? It's it's possible if if the whenever I work, I mm. I don't find roving spirits occur really. Spirits okay. are attached to people. Uh, residue, you know, is left behind by people that we can pick up on. Oh, but, okay, I get it now. Yeah. But for a spirit to be there, that spirit comes forward. But it takes a lot of energy for spirit to communicate with us. A tremendous amount of energy on their part particularly if we're not tuned in, because in order to get a good connection with spirit, we have to elevate our own energy to try and meet in the halfway point for good communication to happen. That's why mediums use trance work and meditation and develop that skill of raising their own vibration to speak with spirit. It's not easy for spirit to come down and speak with us. Well, how Uh, can they do physical mediumship then? What do you mean? How can spirit come into our realm and move objects to... Because the medium acts as a conduit for that energy to come down through them and expand into the room. Ah, okay. From my perspective, and certainly from my experience, that's why physical mediumship rarely happens when, without a medium being present. Mm. People can fire off and create telekinetic issues and things like that. And where the difference comes in now is... This is where the training comes in. We've now identified three possible sources. It could have been your spirit guide. It could have been a spirit connected to the owner of the house that wanted you to know that. Mm -hmm. Or it could have been you picking things up clear uh, clear cognizantly. Mm -hmm. Now, it's the training that you do that allows you to distinguish between the three. So if you have a medium there, and that medium's not picking up anyone's spirit, and you say that, there's a high probability that's clear cognizance. But if the, the medium picks up another spirit presence, there's a good possibility that's a spirit communication to you. Mm-hmm. With the training to understand it, and, and this is where, the, this is where the, the whole psychic and mediumship thing meets, is that without proper training and understanding of the energies that you're receiving and projecting, it's very difficult for anyone with any degree of certainty to mm-hmm. state what type of information they're getting. That's why it takes years to be a platform medium, because you have to know one. exactly. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, just like just to interest folks, you can do it in twenty minutes if you really want to, but I wouldn't advise it. Um, so uh, to to be a really good platform medium it takes years, you know, almost if, if you want to be really good at it, decades of training, sitting in circles, you know, practicing and honing your craft to a fine point, just like any other craft person out there or artist or whatever. Uh, and in order to do that, you then gain the knowledge, the education, the experience and the understanding of the information that you will receive. And therefore, the information that you're able to give out, you can say with 100% certainty that this is the accurate information that you're trying to give out. And that's the difference is someone who's not trained up or focused on a different field mm-hmm. can still receive that information. 
but they don't know where it's coming from. Right. A trained psychic, someone who trains their psychic abilities, would be able to pick up the clear gustness aspect of it, or even the clear voice aspect, or the clear sentient aspect of it. But they might not necessarily pick up the spirit communication, but they would know there's communication from an outside source, but they couldn't track it down. The medium takes it to the next level again and can possibly find, no, I think this is coming from a spirit source, relate back to the owner, find out the connection with the owner there and try and place that spirit in the room. It's yeah, it's it's intriguing, and I have noticed that, for instance, when I first started doing this, I believed I had no psychic ability, no mediumistic ability at all. But I I believe at working over twenty years at it, that you I think you develop certain talents. Now I'm not saying that they're perhaps honed properly, but you still can get information or through through years of experience of learning as you go is that is that possible yeah absolutely Ron. Um, it's if if you imagine um say you were a drummer in a band and mm -hmm. for years you've been playing in that band and you're used to hearing the sound of your drums coming back to you if there was a problem with an acoustics or a problem with a pickup on a microphone or something you might not recognize that problem looking at the microphone but you would recognize it by the sound of the vibration coming back towards you from the surrounding environment of the room. You would notice that every beat you're doing didn't feel right or didn't sound right in your ears, even though you know you're doing it right. It's the same thing. You, it doesn't matter what you do. You, you know, you, you get a good, a good plumber can look at a water system and mm -hmm. without touching it, know where the, the potential problems are likely going to lie that's going to cause water pressure issues. Uh, a good architect can look at a drawing you know, after 20 years experience and identify where potential flaws in that structure are going to be or immediately things that just could not be built according to the laws of physics. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you just get a feel for these things. You cannot help, when you immerse yourself in any environment, you cannot help but pick up on the small nuances over the years that actually act as a guide for you as well. And interestingly, that's the type of thing that, where this information coming from a spirit guide, that's the type of thing they will use. Because spirit will try and relay information to us based on our knowledge. They won't, they will very rarely give us information that we don't understand. We may not understand what the message is, but we will certainly understand the imagery that spirit will use to us. Now, it could be in the past you've seen similar structures and you recognize that in a similar place at a similar time, a staircase was there. So spirit used that previous image to put that into your head to make you think a staircase is there. I get it, yeah. You know, it it, it just depends. And it's... The, the spirit can only work with what we know. They can only project images to us that we know. Otherwise... Sure. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, otherwise, as a medium, you'd be standing there saying, wait, I've got an image of this thing. I don't know what it is, but can anyone understand that thing? I don't know. But don't, we, don't, they, don't they do that though? But you know, no, no, no. It's it'd be different if if spirit came forward with, a, for example, um, if spirit showed me. Uh, I'm trying to think of something. A cardinal, uh, a, a bird, the cardinal. She's showing you a bird, the cardinal, right? And, a cardinal. I mean, okay. So in in in, in you're you're in you're in connection with with somebody in the audience or in the yeah. gallery, right? So. 
I've I've heard this so many times. Is is the medium will say, the show it is the spirit is showing me a cardinal. Does this make sense right. to you? Now, the, so they're not. Yeah, that's the difference. Is that I don't know what a cardinal looks like exactly. Okay. Well, so I mean, you I could see select as, anything you wanted, yeah, but no, yeah. I know, but that's a really good example. That's you being guided again. Um, <laughs> what I would say is, I see a red bird. Does that mean mm -hmm. anything to anyone? No, that's completely different from. Oh, I get you, it. Oh, I see. What you you would see a cardinal. I would right. see a red bird because uh -huh. I don't know what a cardinal looks like. Oh, okay. And that's the difference, and that could be the difference in someone accepting a message or not. You know, whereas uh -huh. what they would show me. To make me understand a cardinal. So, for instance, if you were the spirit, you, you were Scottish and you were the spirit, and you were trying to get a message to someone who's in your same group, you would say uh, you would give the red bird. You wouldn't say cardinal to the to the well, person. It depends. If spirit had to get the cardinal out, how they would get the cardinal from me? As oh, I, I get it. Okay, now I get to it. understand. Is yes. I would what they would do is because that, you don't know what a cardinal is. But no. he does. He has to say red bird but, to you. But what, what he would show me is the Arizona Cardinal football strip. <laughs> and okay. then I would say, does anyone understand something about Arizona or the Cardinals? And then someone would pick up the Cardinal. So by, by using my knowledge, right. Spirit gets the Cardinal, which is the message, straight out. But if you were the medium, they would just show you a Cardinal. So why, why the do they... Why do they, for instance, okay, so I'm seeing a cardinal, but it makes no sense to you as a medium. No, that's but right. But it, it makes some sense to the person that you're in communication with. Yeah. Why wouldn't the spirit just say, okay, tell her about the cardinal that she saw in the first grade or something like that? Okay, uh, because as soon as they say that, I immediately go to the Catholic religion. You go to what? I would go to the Catholic religion and think of a cardinal. Oh, okay. So I would say, has anybody, and then if Spirit said to me, ask about the Cardinal, I'd, it, it, it all depends on how our brains process the information we're given. Yeah. When, but, if, but what when, I'm trying to get at, Steve, is, is that why wouldn't he give you the, the, the direct information, other than just showing you a red bird? Or, you know, he, he's trying to identify, he, show himself to whatever person is, right? Maybe it mm -hmm. was a playmate of theirs in the first grade, and they found a uh, a cardinal in the uh, play guide ground together that they brought in to teach her and, and raised it back to left. And so he's trying to identify to this person. So he says, uh, you know, ask her, why, why wouldn't he say, you know, he could, like he says, he's showing me a red bird. Why wouldn't he say, he say to you, ask her about the, the red bird we found in the, in the, yeah. the schoolyard? It's because not every medium and every spirit resonate in the same frequency. So it's a, I might not be able to pick up their voice. I may get okay. images or I may get sensations. I could go to someone else and hear the voice clear and not see any images. So it's difficult for them to communicate with us. It's extremely difficult. And that's why uh, every time you make a spirit connection, it's going to be a slightly different experience. You get people who are very good at clairvoyance. Uh, and uh, they, they claim that they, they always see images and lots of images. Mm -hmm. And even that in itself is a restriction because as soon as a medium starts thinking like that, I'm, I, I only work with clairvoyance. That means they're only going to see images. So that's uh, immediately restricting because spirit may not be wanting to show them images. They may be wanting to make that word cardinal come forward. 
So they start throwing images up. They start throwing up, you know, like <laughs> red birds that this person doesn't yeah. understand and the other one can't make the connection. And this is where the, the breakdown in the communication happens. As okay. mediums, we really don't want to be trying to focus on one aspect of psychic ability and mediumship. We want to try and leave ourselves open to the whole field so that no matter what we spirit wants to communicate with us, we... We are, we are able to at least adapt and get some information from it. And very often, sometimes the link's not great. Sometimes the spirit coming forward doesn't take to the medium. And sometimes the medium cannot take to the spirit. Uh, because it's, for all we know, is that, um, say, let's run that scenario you were talking about. A friend comes forward for someone and that friend died of cancer now let's say two weeks before I had a friend who'd passed away with cancer. Mm. That's difficult for me to link to because it's so clear and so fresh to me. Even though I'm trying to drop away all the human nonsense and let the spirit in me come forward to do the communication, it's still difficult because it acts like, it's it's almost like background static. So I, I'm physically blocking that information because I don't want to feel that information on the night. Mm. So that information struggles to come through. And that's why sometimes you get great mediumship from someone on one message and then it's terrible on the next one and it's all staccato and it's coming in bits. It's perhaps because the energy of the medium and the spirit communicator or the energy of the medium and the recipient isn't gelling and it's it's difficult to get that that proper triangular flow, spirit, medium, recipient, medium, back to spirit. It's difficult to get that flow sometimes and okay. it's... Uh, it, 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 it can cause further issues as as a session or a sitting or a demonstration or a platform go on. Uh, okay, gallery, that's what there, because we have to take a break, Stephen. Oh goodness, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ron Kolick and my special guest, uh, Medium Spiritualist Medium uh, Stephen Scott. And we today's show is brought to you by our good friends on uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Dan Quinn, Craig DeGroot, Anna Rocha, and Susan Brown. If you too can become a patron of the show, just go on there. We have 24 videos right now, I believe, that only our uh, uh, people on uh, Patreon, the members of the Dead Air Society. So we'll be right back after the following uh, messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation's second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and our guest today is spiritualist Scottish medium Stephen Scott. It's a lot of Scotch there, Scott, Scott, <laughs> Scott. Anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yes, we also uh, tune in every, let's see, first Wednesday of the month, which would be September 1st, at 1130 uh, for the Affection Connection, where we give relationship advice, which is always interesting. Uh, so you can check that out on my Facebook page, the Affection Connection. Uh, there's a couple of videos up there already for past shows, so check it out. All right. So, Stephen, we were talking about mediumship uh, before uh, the break. And anything else you wanted to add before I, I have, have my own questions? It, it, no, I think I lost my flow. I know. It's <laughs> a killer, isn't it? Yeah, it's a killer sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I, it's I, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've no shame in admitting that. I was on yeah. a streak and it got cut off and that was like, right, okay, that's uh, fair yeah, enough. That does it. Anyway. <laughs> so, one thing, as you know, I've been uh, investigating uh, physical mediumship through the red light science for over eight years now. Uh, on a regular basis and we've had some interesting results and, and the, the purpose of it is to study uh, physical mediumship versus uh, and by the way the, the difference between physical mediumship and, is that the information in mental mediumship uh, it comes through a medium and it's where you get the information and in physical mediumship the spirit actually comes into our realm and moves physical objects or uh, so forth uh, to make their presence known or to give their messages. So, um, two weeks ago, we had a, uh, a spirit come through, Steve, and this connection lasted for an hour. And uh, we, he was able to give us his name, which we were able to verify and information about his life. Is that uncommon in our connection? It, it depends, really. Um, it de depends on the extent of what's been happening. Now, you, your group's been sitting for quite some time, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, that that helps because it means that, and it's, it's for the most part a consistent group, um, because the spirit will look to use as some of the energy that's in the room and with the group, mm -hmm. as well as with the medium themselves that are helping to keep the physical mediumship link moving. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's not necessarily that uncommon, I think. 
Uh, I know a couple of groups who sit for two, three hours at a time for physical. And, uh, but to connect with the same spirit for an hour? I think so. It, it depends on That's the That's a lot of energy for a spirit to connect with, right? It, it, it's a lot of energy to remain there. Uh, that, mm. t- to be honest, the, the hardest part's getting here. Getting their energy through to here is the most difficult part. Sustaining it in a physical mediumship environment won't be that difficult because the spirit will also be able to draw on the energy that's being given out by the group. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's so they're, they're they're not kind of hanging on a limb sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just to kind of throw a little sideways bit in here is that that's why when you're at a spiritualist session or a gallery or whatever that or a church meeting, the 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 energy in the room will dictate how successful the evening is going to be, uh, because everything's disconnected and flat. It, it, it's really difficult to get that energy moving. Everyone needs to kind of understand how the process works. Within a physical mediumship seance, particularly one where everyone has been sitting for some time, you all know the process, you're all comfortable with each other, you've had some experiences, you know nothing really bad's going to happen, uh, and everyone's comfortable with the situation. So it, it means that energy is much more available. So I don't see why Spirit couldn't do that. If you look at some of the early That's the longest we've ever had is is, is one hour with one yeah. spirit. Yeah. I can't remember the exact length of time, but if, if you, you you look at how, uh, if, if you read any of the books uh, about Silver Birch and look at how that communication was taking place, um, who was the Native American that communicated messages. And if you look at, I believe, in the UK, I'm sure there was, I've read something about uh, some of the work Gordon Higginson and some of the kind of, I don't don't think he was directly involved in the physical mediumship, but I do remember reading one of his books that talked about it being for an extended period as well on a sitting he was part of. So it's, um, there's, I don't think it's that uncommon, but I don't think it's that common either, Mm. to be honest. Um, So I know that's a very middle of the road yeah. Well, it, it was to, answer, it was uncommon to us that the spirit lasted that long. Usually, they they fade. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest with you, or they 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 give a message and that's pretty much mm-hmm. it. They're on their way. Or and, even we have some other spirits that jump in as well. That they'll yeah. push the other spirit aside. Yeah. So we have well, all that aspect going on. What you might find is you had the perfect storm that evening, mm-hmm. and it could be three, four, five years before that happens again. Yeah. You know, it it could just be the the perfect group with the perfect energy being channeled on a good night by the physical medium with the perfect spirit that arrives forward, whose energy matched every single person in the group entirely, and you were able to just be in each other's power for that length of time, mm-hmm. and that the communication was able to happen. I see, it, it sounds like the perfect storm. Yeah. We have, as, as you know, we, uh, Jim uh, Stonius sits outside and uh, monitors everything. Uh, mm-hmm. And he also uh, can give us information where we've had uh, information come through and we were able to get it like verified as it's going along so that we could, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just, well, verification is one of the reasons why we do it is trying to understand what, what the process is, what physical mediumship really is and how it works. And, and so that's kind of important that they have verification, although some, you know, a lot of times we don't, 
we, we can't verify it. But uh, it, we got, I mean, it was really interesting. The, the guy's name was Wilhelm Schitz, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at the concept, not at the gentleman's coming through. You know? Oh, not his name? <laughs> yeah, not his name, no. Yeah, it's, that's quite it was funny. S S C I T Z, right? Yeah, shits. I don't know. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, he, he told us where he came through. He came through Ellis Island. He told me he was registered in the book and everything else, and we were able to verify that uh, during the séance, which was was very good, which is helpful. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons we do. It. And so the the groups you're familiar with, the physical physical marriage mediumship do they attempt to verify the information they get through or, or is it they just you know accept it Un unfortunately i i can't answer that because i'm not part of any ongoing physical oh, okay. mediumship circles or anything like that but uh i i i'm assuming in this day and age they would at least want to go and do it i've sat in a couple Mm -hmm. And I've, I, no, I, I can't remember what happened. It, it, it was a training session at one of the churches, and we were doing physical at the end of every night for about six months. And I got, a, I got a voice through my own voice that was an American. He claimed to be uh, from sort of the early 18th century, uh, just a pioneer guy just roaming about doing some stuff and he came up with a couple of names and I was able to find those names. So I tried to verify what I did. It wasn't a perfect match, everything that came out, but certainly mm -hmm. I found that that individual, I, I'm amazed I can't even remember the name now. Uh, okay. it, it was about 15 years Shit ago. Shit you couldn't forget. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know what they say, if the name shits. Um, <laughs> But, oh, great. Uh, I'm going to have to hear from him next session. I want you to know. <laughs> that's all right. As long as I don't hear from him tonight, I don't care. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, and I, I went away and checked up on that, and I did find some information relevant to what I'd been saying or what had been coming through me, for example. Uh, but I've, I've got very little experience in that. I would like to hope in this day and age people do go and verify it and don't just mm -hmm. accept it. Um, and... You know, at the same time, I've sat in on some physical mediumship. Actually, no, no, that that's more trance related. But uh, yeah, this 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 was kind of strange because we invited spirit in to try and kind of work voice through his work with trance and see if they could do anything physical at, oh, wow. at this particular seance. But that that did not happen. What actually happened was it was mostly just trance and voice that happened. We hadn't been together, we'd not been working long enough to you get You want to explain physical. what trance and voice is for our listeners, Steve? Yeah, sure. Uh, the act of mediumship has got various depth levels, I think is the best way to put it. Okay. So um, when I'm talking about trans mediumship, I'm talking about going into a, a, an altered, a completely al different altered state of consciousness that's deeper than what you would normally go for as you're working with mediumship. So at, when you're in trance, you're invariably going to want to be stationary, sitting down, and you're trying to leave as much of your physical self behind and allow your full spirit to come forward, which usually feels like, for me, a dropping off of the body. It's really weird, actually. Uh, I, I've had to learn, the sensations I get, it's almost like my body's uh, caught in a, a black hole or a whirlpool. 
and it crushes mm. into itself round about my lower stomach, and it almost feels like I'm being crushed That's into my lower stomach. No, it's not. It's very weird. <laughs> it's very weird, and I, I, it just kind of seems to spiral. I feel as though my head's twisting out of proportion, my legs are twisting out of proportion. It's mm. really strange, and you've got to try and learn to not panic when that happens and just let those physical sensations drop away. Now, again, the sceptics will say it's just your body going to sleep, it's just you're entering a different state of consciousness and this is a natural thing to happen. But when you enter into that, that dropping off of the physical allows the spirit to come forward and allows you to achieve a stronger spirit link because you're no longer locked into the physical self. So all the hang-ups, the problems that you have in your physical self, you can leave all that behind and enter a more pure spirit state. You can't get lost. It's not like astral travel. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're yeah. staying exactly where we are and we're just allowing our power to build. And that way the side shift to spirit is actually much easier. And the light that we're emitting, the spirit light, the love that we're emitting is much easier seen by spirit. It's much, it's, it, it makes communication better. So what happened there was when we were in trance, uh, that allowed spirit to come close and overlap their energy with mine. So I took on some of the attributes that they had in life, which in this case was an accent mm -hmm. and a different way of using certain words. Now, I, I have no recollection of it, but it was recorded and I don't know where that is. Oh, so they do but record it, which is great. It, it was recorded, yeah. Uh, it was the early days of mobile phones, so it did sound like a like an old Atari computer voice. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. It's like, there's a giant bait in It was a really bad mobile phone that was being used. Uh, but um, so, for example, I I didn't use the term, I used the term pastor, which is mm -hmm. a, a word I would never use. Mm -hmm. uh, I used the term, um, oh, jeez, me too, I think. What else was it I said? I'm just trying to think what was said. Um, yeah, you, you didn't prepare no, for the show. You didn't know what I was going to call for. <laughs> no, I didn't know what I was going to ask for. I, I could have tried to remember all this. Um, no, I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, but, you, you know, there, there were some terms there that I used. And, and that's the other problem with being in trances. I only heard it afterwards. Mm -hmm. I don't remember it actually happening because I wasn't technically there. For See, the that's duration a, that's of the it. Thing, Stephen, that's the thing a lot of people don't understand. They think that, you know, when you are in trance, that, you know, you just, uh, you know, it's just the spirit coming through that you're well aware of everything that's going on. And and that's not the case. I know, like, when, when we wrote Ghost Chronicles and more Ghost Chronicles with Maureen, mm -hmm. who was a trance medium, all the parts which she did the trance and the, the heavy, the deep trancing were the ones that I really had to write or we had to go back and listen to because she doesn't remember at all. It's, it's well, like you step back a little bit. Completely, because our memory is based on a physical brain reacting mm -hmm. to that has chemical reactions that stores information and in little electrons and processes inside our heads. When you're not actually engaged with that and you're shutting down parts of yourself to allow in spirit and your energy to move closer, that spirit memory is different from your physical memory. So uh, I dare say I could try going into trance and accessing spirit memory uh, I don't know how well back, backed up that is. I don't know if there's a spirit cloud. Um, I, don't know, I don't know how easily accessible that will be. I've never tried it. Uh, but um, when you think about it in those terms, is that your physical brain is not actually processing that information. 
that information is bypassing your brain and coming through you. Right. So you're not actually repeating anything. It's the same when you see mediums doing good platform work. And the amount of times people have come up to me at the end of the night and said, oh, thanks very much for that message. That really meant a lot to me. It was so good to hear from <laughs> my husband. And he remembered, he remembered that special ring and he remembered the swans. And I'm like, oh, that's lovely. I'm really pleased you liked that. And then she'd walk away and I'd turn to the person beside me and go, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> Can't remember That's a right. bit of that. Because it's, it's, it's not my memories. It's not my words. It's, it's mm -hmm. the information spirit are giving. And in trance, it's even worse. It's like, you, you know, it's, uh, I once made a comment about, I kind of felt like C-3PO when he gets switched off in the, in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. You're just standing, you're just kind of falling back into yourself. Uh, and it's... Um, it's interesting when that happens. So it's not my memories, it's not my words, it's not my experience that's coming through. They're just using me to try and voice that and get those words out and uh, in, in a way so that unless I start to come to, that's why I remember the pastor bit because I was starting to come out of trance when I mentioned it. Uh, I couldn't hold it that long at the time. So it's, it lasted maybe five, six minutes. But I, as I was coming out of it, I just remembered all of that being in my head. And uh, that tied in with what I heard myself saying on the recording. Um, I'm sure it was Pastor. It could have been Pastor, but no, I'm definitely sure it was Pastor. It was such a bad recording. Um, <laughs> the problem was the person that recorded it was up the back of the hall. So and it, it was quite soft. It, it was just very difficult to hear. But... Um, yeah, that was it, and um, that's why that kind of thing happens. Is is that your the the human element of us that would remember everything that we're doing is not necessarily one hundred percent there anymore. It's maybe only fifteen to twenty percent there. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is transfiguration, which also yeah. occurs sometimes. Mm -hmm. Have you ever witnessed that? I've I've had I've done it. I've oh, you have done twice. it twice. I've done, I've done it twice inadvertently. I don't mean um, for Facebook. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> we, sh we should say uh, transfiguration is not updating your Facebook profile. <laughs> it's slightly, slightly deeper than that. It's where you go into a, a trance uh, or a heavy state of meditation, a very deep meditation, and in doing so, spirit is able to alter. Now. This is where it, it becomes slightly unclear. They're not physically altering your features. They are, the way I look at it is they're putting... A, a mask. I don't even think it's a mask. I tend to think really? of it almost like a picture filter. Oh, okay. They're altering the, the flow of the air or the, the light round about your face to change the shallows, to change the hollows, and perhaps encouraging you to maybe lower your jaw, tense your upper cheeks, mm -hmm. you know, use the muscles at the back of the neck to pull the ears back slightly for folk who can do that, you know, lower your eyebrows. They physically manipulate your physical features while almost putting like a kind of spirit filter in front of you. And uh, it's happened to me twice. Once was uh, in the Commandment Spiritualist Church during the training session. We did, we had the red light on and we're all just sitting. And then my face turned into someone else's face while we'd been meditating. And it was one of the instructors that said, I'm actually looking at the old minister that I used to go to as a child. Oh, wow. And she described him. Um, uh, I, was just sitting, I was just trying to maintain the kind of deep meditative state, not 
react to any of the information I was hearing because they were talking in front of me as it was happening. Of course, yeah. And um, it just kind of happened. I didn't mean for it to happen. It just kind of happened. And that was Spirit's way of working with me just to see what we can do. That's what happens in circles. How can we use this person? What, where does their energy lie? What can we do? What can't we do? You know, what, is it, what does it look like they're going to be comfortable with? The second time was at a charity evening. And it was my wife, Fari, was in the audience. And she's the one that saw it. She heard someone else mention it. And that's when she looked over. There was a lady in front mentioned something about his face looks funny. And yeah. as far as I know, not everyone saw it. Only oh. people susceptible to whatever was happening actually saw it. And my face had been overlaid with my mother's. Really? My, my beard had gone. I had a little goatee. The goatee beard had gone. My mother, my, my mother was, she only weighed about seven stone. She was much, much thinner than me. This is back when I was still doing heavy weights and bodybuilding and I had, you know, a jaw like John Travolta. It was not, it was not <laughs> six inches wide. You know, mostly fat, let's be honest about it. But, um, <laughs> you know, but... Vanny looked over my wife and she said, it was only at the end of the night, she says, I looked over and your mother's face was looking right out, eyes open, even though I had my eyes closed. She was looking out at the audience. And I remember that night while I was sitting, waiting on my step to go up. And I, I just felt everything drop away again. And I just felt so calm and peaceful. And for me, that was my mother's spirit coming in just to kind of calm me down before the event before I went up and did my bit and I'm perhaps been so deep into my meditative state that her spirit coming close had actually overlapped mine slightly and therefore her features had been allowed to show on me. Wow, that's pretty interesting. In but the, what was really interesting was the eyes being open while my, I knew my eyes were shut. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Uh, the, the other thing... Uh, I wanted to mention too, and I know this show, believe it or not, we're running out of time already. I know it's is, crazy. I know. Is is that, you know, a lot of this is mediums talk about vibration and, and how we raise vibration and connect to re reach with the spirit. And it, correct me if I'm wrong again, once didn't the early spiritualist church use like music and, and uh, uh, loud noise and stuff to to raise their vibrations. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Abs abs absolutely. They've, they've used everything. In fact, if you even go back to the Quaker, the what do they call them? The Quaker Shakers, the ones that did the kind of oh, yeah. shaking body type thing. These are all um, methods by which people try to communicate by lifting their physical level, and by lifting the physical level, you also lift the spiritual level. Now, music song, all of these things help raise the vibration in the room. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I, I don't think it works with rap or, or grunge. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. But well, um, you, might get, you might get some rapper coming through. <laughs> you might do. You might do. That would be a very interesting reading. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so the, the, the use of Coming out music... speaking in rap. 
I'm here course, today, and I want to say, I got to say something to <laughs> Yeah, we could die with this band. All the way from LA. Yeah, I know. yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was impromptu. We, we, we yeah. apologize. I, I, I apologize for that already. Poet. I didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. Except for my feet, they're long fellows. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. That's the Christmas number one record for anybody that's wanting to subscribe to your Patreon. Um, <laughs> Ron and I will do a rap and we'll put it up there. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, oh, I've completely lost my thread again. It's almost oh, yeah, we were talking about vibration. And yes. <laughs> one, one of the things we do at the Red Light Sands, of course, you know me, Stephen, and, and I'm rather a jovial in person <laughs> uh is you know i i have a hard time uh not uh, you know saying jokes and stuff like that basically mm-hmm. but glib glib is the word yeah, that's a better word probably <laughs> that's a better word glib uh whatever but we, we also notice that laughter also raises the vibration too i mean there we are yeah. there are times that we're sitting in circle and we'll be saying something and laughing about something, even when we're connected with spirit sometimes, and the spirit will come through stronger if we, we laugh mm-hmm. sometimes. It, 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 so, so that works too. I guess it's just bringing the, the vibration up to the same. Is it, it's, isn't it, now, is it for them coming down vibrationally and us going up vibrationally, we were in the middle, or it's is it both. just, yeah. is it both? It, yeah. It's both because think about it. If you're standing outside, if you're standing in a hallway and there's two rooms you can go into, mm-hmm. and one is sullen and silent and you hear shouting, yep. and the other one is filled with laughter and music, what door are you going to go into? Oh, good point, Steve. I never looked at it that way. Yeah, excellent. And it's, it, it acts like a beacon. It just draws. It's like, that's the people I want to talk to. Yeah, you know, and it's you know, you open one door and it's all laughter and music, and then the, and then the other doors like, oh, joyfully we're having fun. Oh no, I'm not going in there. I'm going to this one. And then also, the endorphins, the physical, the chemical reaction that's caused by things like laughter, music, uh, fun, it, it, it allows us to relax as people. Mm-hmm. And when we relax, we're more in tune with our spirit self. We're more in tune with who we truly are and we're more in tune with the people we could become the true selves that we really could be the ones that are closer to connecting our physical life and our spirit life when we laugh we are really who we're supposed to be and that acts like a huge beacon for spirit and of course it's extra energy to the room it's it's vibration through voice through laughter that echoes through the room it echoes through the universe you just have to look at some of the works by Masaru Emoto, the Japanese gentleman who looked at the power of sound and thought on water mm-hmm. and how oh, it affects yeah. water yeah. droplets. It's amazing how all this that works. Was cool stuff, it, yeah. It's exactly unfortunately, the same for Unfortunately, that was the, the uh, doorbell piece. <clears throat> so the dead is here, so we've got to wrap it up. We're down to like a minute left. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, anything you want to tell us before we, we end the show? Uh, no. No, I'm, How I'm can people one. get a hold of you if they want, uh, if you want them to? <laughs> they, they can just find me on Facebook, Stephen WK Scott Spiritualist Medium. That's the best place to look. Okay, thank you so much, Stephen. That's it's been a, a blast. I, I really yeah, enjoyed I talking it, with as you. As always, and uh, I feel at least I can, you know, speak to you about uh, the experiences and uh, you know get your take on them as well as and and also your own experiences. So anyway. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I know it's like one o'clock in the morning there in Scotland. So, 
That's okay. We've got a puppy. I'm not sleeping anyway. Oh, you got a puppy. God bless you. <laughs> All right, everyone. Good night. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, you can listen to Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio. And we'll be back next week. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.